What's going on, everyone? This is Francis from the Buds and Sports Podcast with another episode of the Weekly Waiver Wire Report. We we have missed the last last couple of weeks, last probably even few weeks. But hey, we're here for Week Ten. We're gonna we're gonna try our best to close off the season from the rest of the way. And um, yeah. Let's just uh let's dive into this thing, man. Um let's talk about the waiver wire for your week ten matchups, starting with quarterbacks. Um taking a look here, I think Carson Wentz, uh if he's out there, he's only rostered in about fifty percent uh in all leagues. Um but I think if he's out there, he's definitely somebody you should consider. Um, he's put up some very solid numbers uh, the last five, six games, and I think I think the Colts are are starting to come around. You know, um, Jonathan Taylor's waking up. Uh, a lot of defenses have to account for that run game. It opens up the passing, uh, and Carson Wentz. You know, he uh, he's all right. He's not he's not the worst right now. So he's he's putting up some decent fantasy points. Um, and he's thrown for at least two touchdowns um, since week four. Um, but in the last two games, um, throwing three touchdowns. So Carson Wentz is a pretty solid pick- pickup. I think also Tyrod Taylor being back from the IR. Um, he's a guy that is a dual threat quarterback. Um, game script this year is going to be the Texans playing from behind a lot. Um, so there's a lot of potential. A lot of potential for garbage time. Um, and yeah, so Tyrod Taylor, he didn't have the, the best game coming back. His first game back from the IR through a couple picks. Um, I guess you could probably expect that. You know, he's been not playing uh, football since I think week two. So I think moving forward, though, he's a little more polished. And uh, we'll, we'll see Tyrod uh, get back to where we know he could play. Um and also, I guess I will throw this name out there, even though I'm personally not a fan. He's too boomer bust for me. Um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a quarterback that has a very high ceiling, as well as, well as a very low floor. Um, that's just him. That's who he is. And if you like, if you would like to take the chance or go through. The risk of having a huge headache. Um, Matt Ryan is a choice just because when it works out, I mean, we'll, we'll take a look at this. He put up 27 points against the Saints. Um, without Julio Jones and the way the Falcons have been playing and as well as the Saints having a pretty good defense, that's not something you would expect, right? But he did it. He put up 27 and that's the type of that's the type of boom you could get. But when you look at his history, he's had had a six-point game. Uh, against Carolina, had a five-point game. So, like I said, his lows are low. Um, but, yeah, I think Carson Wentz, Tyrod Taylor, Matt Ryan, those are probably three quarterbacks you could take a look at this week. Um, moving on to running backs. 
<sighs> Colts, 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 Colts. Naeem Hines. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think it's worth picking up. He's worth picking up just to kind of see what happens moving forward. You know, um, Colts have this weird thing where sometimes Taylor is really heavily the favorite uh, that game. And then some games they're split 50-50. And then there's even some games that they they feature Naeem Hines even more than than Taylor. So I think uh, my personal opinion, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the main guy moving forward. But Naeem Hines does have a role in this offense just because he is a great runner, too. And he's a he's a great pass catcher. So they are going to rotate him in. Um, is he going to find the end zone every week? Maybe, maybe not, but he, he is a possible flex play, especially if um, you're running pretty thin in that position already. So I think he's one. Devontae Freeman, um, he's not getting the volume, but he is pr- he is pretty efficient. And I think the more efficient he is, um, they're going to have to force a little more volume to him. So the last last three games, he's been in the double digit. So 11, 11 points week six, 12 points week seven. And then you got the bye week eight. And then week nine came back with 15 points. And he did have a he did have a touchdown, a receiving touchdown. He's actually scored a touchdown the last three games. So I think Devontae Freeman is, is kind of trending upward in, in the amount of usage he's going to see moving forward. Um, so that's a possibility there. Let me take a look at this list again. Um, and then, depending on the health of Damian Harris, uh, running back for the Patriots, he did suffer an injury. I want to say it's going to be a um, concussion protocol. So most likely, Damian Harris might be back uh, this weekend. But in the event that he is not, I think Brandon Bolden and Ramondre Stevenson um, there's no really telling who becomes the number one between those two, or if it just becomes a, a committee at that point between the two. But um, they did both of them put up solid numbers when after Damian Harris went out, um, they leaned on Bolden and Stevenson this past week, and Stevenson had ended with 12 points on. Let's check his stats real quick. 10. 10 carries, 62 yards. Um, And then on the receiving end, he caught two balls for 44 yards. And then Bolden, let's see Bolden. Bolden carried the ball eight times for 54 yards, and he caught two passes for 27. Ended the day with nine points. So I think neither one scored a touchdown and, um, you know, they they got to that ten point mark at least. And the last person I'm gonna mention is Mark Ingram. Um I think uh he's gonna see a good amount of volume in this on this offense, especially since uh the wide receiving room wide receiver room is very shaky and thin they're missing their star receiver michael thomas um and everyone else is kind of just eh they're not really big playmakers like that they would really have to lean on alvin kamara 
um, to win some games. So I don't think they want to do that um, too much to Kamara. And obviously you do need to get a little different, especially when teams know that that is your only threat. So they went and got Mark Ingram, a veteran, a, a team that's been a guy that's been on that team before. So he should see a, a good amount of work in this in this offense moving forward. Let's move on to wide receivers. Um, all right. So I think Donovan Peoples-Jones rostered in 5%, rostered at 5% across all leagues. I think he deserves a, a spot somewhere, at least on your bench uh, as a possible flex play. Um, the last three three games that he's played in, he's been trending upward. Uh, he scored three touchdowns in the last two games. And based on his stats, you know, four receptions for 101 yards, two touchdowns, uh, week six. And then week nine, two receptions, but 86 yards and a touchdown. So he does have big play ability. Um, he he does seem, seem boom or bust because... If he doesn't find the end zone, um, you know, it, it, it can look a little rough. He could end the day anywhere from, I don't know, 7 to 10 points. But I think with Odell finally out um, and, you know, he's not going to be on the field at all for the Browns anymore. So I think Donovan Peoples-Jones gets uh, a few more looks and opportunities uh, moving forward. Um, and I And I have been a fan of of this guy uh, since his rookie year. I noticed him making um, some pretty hard catches uh, during his rookie year. So I think he has a lot of potential to form into a, a, a great uh, receiver in this league. He just needs more opportunity. So last last three games, 12 points, 26 points, 16 points. They go up against the Patriots next. Uh, it's up to you. If you want to play him for this week or just pick him up this week, just in case somebody else does. But week 11, they do have the Lions. Um, you know, so there's there's potential in that game. And then they go to they go to Ravens after that. So that's a division game. And the Ravens defense isn't isn't too crazy. So Donovan Peoples-Jones is an option. Um, I think. I think Zach Pascal, well, is T.Y. back? T.Y., even if T.Y.'s back, T.Y.'s like in and out, in and out of the starting lineup just because he's so injury prone these days. Um, but there is consistent targets towards Zach Pascal, you know, uh, six targets week seven, week eight has eight targets, week nine, seven targets. Um, he just hasn't found the end zone since week two. But when you look at the games where he did find the end zone, um, he put up 20 fantasy points week one and then uh, 14 fantasy points week two. So his last two games, week nine, nine points, week eight, nine points. If you were to just add one touchdown to that stat line, you know, he's right there at 15, 16 points. So I think. Uh, Zach Pascal uh, becomes a play or is playable, um, especially for week 10. They're, they're going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
you know, so um, there's opportunity, opportunity for him to find the end zone again since he ha- he's gone on a pretty long streak without scoring a touchdown. I think it's time to break that streak. And let's mention one more wide receiver. I am going to go with Deontay Harris. Deontay Harris is probably like, I don't know, (laughs) one of the few trustworthy receivers for the Saints at this point. Uh, He's gotten eight targets last game, seven targets before that. And overall, you know, posts up pretty solid fantasy numbers. Um, he he's gotten over 10 points or at least 10 points uh four times this this season and their matchups uh next for week 10 is Tennessee Titans and then after that is the Eagles so there are favorable favorable matchups for the Saints this week um and scoring points and Deontay Harris is kind of a speedy dude so he can he can find the end zone you can find the end zone and and be played as a as a, as a flex play. Get you get you your fifteen. All right, moving on from receivers, we'll take a look at the tight ends. Um, I know a lot of people aren't big fan, uh, it aren't a big fan of Evan Ingram, but hey, they say he he drops a lot of a lot of balls, and that was probably the case for week three. He probably dropped like three or four of them, but. Since then, he's been he's been efficient. He's been he's been catching the balls that are that are getting thrown his way, and he's found the end zone twice in the last two weeks. He's posted at least ten fantasy points the last three weeks. Um, so tight end position and some leagues that position could run really really thin. So Evan Ingram is a solid play uh, for the tight end position. Then we got. Um, Man, I might only just mention two. I might just mention two here because there isn't there isn't too much going on. I don't even know if I have to. <laughs> um, shit. For a touchdown dependent play, um, but also very possible just because he is a big guy, big red zone target. We're going to go with Mo Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox is going to ride this upward trend that the Colts are in. And they he's going to score a few more touchdowns before this uh before this year is over. Uh he he already has 3 to his name or actually 4, sorry. He has four four touchdowns. So they do target him in in the, in the red zone. Um, he is a he is a little bit touchdown dependent though, just because he doesn't get the volume and targets. But if you want to take that chance, run that flex play, Mo Ali Cox. Um, we'll talk about defenses real quick and then wrap this episode up. So I think a defense that has been pretty solid. Uh, a defense that has been pretty solid to me has been the Packers. Packers defense, um, they've only they only gone negative once this year, and that was Week One. And that you know, if anyone remembers how the Packers came out Week One, 
you kind of just chalk that up to an anomaly game. They came out really flat, but since then, they've been a lot better. And when you look at the numbers for their defense, it doesn't go too high, but doesn't go too low. You know, the the most they've scored was 10 points. But since the negative three, they've, they've never gone lower than six, you know. So I think they do have favorable uh, a favorable matchup actually coming up against the Seahawks and Geno Smith. Unless Russell Wilson comes back, but I think I want to say it's still too early for him, um, even though he's trying his best to come back as soon as possible. So, yeah, you got this Packers defense uh, against Geno Smith and the Seahawks banged up shell of themselves Seahawks and I think that is probably the most solid defense uh this week to play um and they're only 28% rostered so that deserves a look and you know me I don't talk about kickers every week I got to see a kicker miss an extra point um you take you you take your pick. You take your pick. If it's not Tucker, if it's not Bucker, take your pick. You're rolling a dice every time. So that's gonna be the end of this weekly waiver wire episode. It has been a lengthier one. Um and we're gonna we're gonna try to like I said, we're gonna try to close off the season from here on out and drop drop one of these every week and uh help you guys with your with your matchups. This has been Francis from the Buds and Sports Podcast. Y'all know the deal. Subscribe, tune in. We dropping stuff every week. And uh, make sure you you tune into the DraftKings episode. That's our bread and butter right there. And uh, I think that's that's what makes every week really exciting is, is being able to play DraftKings. So check us out. Subscribe. This has been Francis. I am out. Peace.